Hey, Juliana. Hey, Andrew. I think people have been so excited for this guest. I, for one, am one of those people. But more importantly, the people are those people. You know how the saying goes? This is our third guest. And the saying goes, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one with the... Hairy chest. Now welcoming our hairiest chested friend. I've always heard it big old breast. But I guess both are true. Honestly, I'm already grinning ear to ear because this girl is such a good person inside. I'm making gestures so I can talk. I have you like, you're the only thing I can see on my computer right now. I can't even see Andrew's face. Why? Okay. <laughs> because I wanted to see Caroline in all her splendor. You pinned her? <laughs> yes, I did. And that means she wasn't even talking. Have you heard this podcast before? If so, you've heard her work. Yeah, that's right. Your favorite song that you always request to have separately pulled from the podcast and re-recorded, that's from this girl right here. One of you even <laughs> DM'd us and said you requested to play at the club, and the DJ said, we don't have that song. And then he spit in your drink. We're not responsible for that, and we never will be. This is going to be a show. We're going to have to let Caroline come on now because she's already flashing us. I hear her knocking. <laughs> she's okay. Caroline, come in. Come in. Oh, hey. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> she literally was late to our recording session. Nah, that's, that's just a bit. Caroline not only was the latest person um, <laughs> that we've ever had on the show, she also talked for another hour before we started. Okay, okay, but prompted, I prompted, spoke for an hour answering your questions, and I would say that Hairgate 2023 is an extenuating circumstance. And actually, Juliana, I do recall you shared a bit about your life that neither of us had asked about. <laughs> actually, Caroline, you did. You said, how are y'all's lives going? Oh, right, but that was out of obligation. It was not sincere. <laughs> Caroline, for the listeners who don't know what Hairgate is, you want to give just like a brief tagline of what's going on with you? Actually? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, team. So the situation is that <laughs> I am in the hole <laughs> because of my hair. Um, I went to a stylist who, and I was aiming for a lovely strawberry blonde-ish moment, came out looking like the Little Mermaid. Um, if you've ever seen that meme from The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, where he says, I was going for a honey missed Auburn. And then Zach says, honey, you missed Auburn real bad. That's kind of what was going on. <laughs> and then I went to a second woman to fix it. And so what she did was really smart. So she just added a lot of really streaky, chunky, greasy, stripped highlights on top, which was really cool. Because then, as Andrew said, I, it was giving Ronald McDonald, uh, and as I said, giving Justin Timberlake or an America's Next Top Model contestant in the early 2000s. Can I say what I think it's giving? Yeah. I think it's giving if Fiona from Shrek got 
her hair done by the woman who does John and Kate plus eights highlights. <gasps> You're so right. It's like she tried to highlight it with mustard. Yes. Mayonnaise. No, yeah. mustard's actually close because it's yellowy. So it's basically like a, oh, what is it called when it's not mustard or mayonnaise, but it's both? An aioli. And so- Holy aioli. Listeners, in case you're wondering, well, Caroline, what happens now? Um, I currently sit before you with a beanie on, as I've been doing for the last 48 hours, so that no one can see the the fugliness underneath. Oh, can I say that? Yes, this is- We cuss. We do. Oh, perfect. Okay, nobody can see the ugly ass, bitch ass job underneath. Um, but I'm gonna fix my hair tomorrow, allegedly. Um, we have some um, just kind of general, broad questions that we like to ask all of our guests, um, just to let our listeners know you a little bit more. So um, we have those written down. We actually did pre-prepare these. Andrew, go ahead and go first. Yeah. So I would um, like to ask, what is your favorite baked good involving fruit, and why? We ask this to all our guests. So, mine might happen to be banana bread. Um, And that's super random. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I currently work for a banana bread company. Do you, like, would you recommend it to me or our listeners? Absolutely. The brand is called Gonanas. It's delicious. The mixes are so easy. They only take three ingredients plus the mix itself. Um, you would never know that they're also gluten-free and vegan, and there are so what? many different flavors. I oh, know. my gosh. It sounds like we need to try some Gonanas. By golly, you should. And I'm so glad this organically came up. Wait, actually, am I? can I tack something onto that real quick? Oh, yeah. Of course. So my, one of my bosses the other day was talking about the, our flavor that's coming out soon. And um, she said something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was asking, or one of my bosses said something about, well, it's made with fruit, so blah, blah, blah. And I was like, fruit? What kind <laughs> of fruit are we putting in there? And she said, Caroline, bananas. <laughs> and I just like, I forgot that that is like called a fruit in a, the general sense. And so I was like, what on earth are they putting like strawberries? Like what the hell are they putting in this coffee cake? And literally she was so disappointed in me too. So this leads us into our next question. Is there any other food that you'd recommend to our listeners? Perhaps like a tea or maybe a fast food chain sub sandwich? Oh my God. It's great. It's almost like you know me. So I love the Yogi Vanilla Spice Perfect Energy Tea. Let me tell you, this is the best tea out there. And anytime somebody comes into my home, into my bedroom, for any purposes, um, there are a variety, I make them take an entire box of this tea because I also literally have it in a canister on that shelf. I have it in a canister on that shelf and I have it in my drawer and I also have a full pack at all times in my backpack. It is the best. It keeps you focused. It makes you feel good. It tastes so good. Yogi Vanilla Spice, perfect energy. I bulk order it um, like six boxes at a time. It's fantastic. You should all try it. It will change your life. And you didn't answer the second part of that question was if there was a fast food chain sub sandwich you wanted to recommend. Oh my God. Okay. Well, Jimmy John's, I am, you might have heard this or seen this or just, it might've been on the news. I can't recall, but maybe that's how you heard it, that I'm on their close friends list on Instagram. And also they mailed me a Christmas pickle ornament for Christmas. And they've also last year mailed me a fanny pack and a bucket hat. (laughs) 
I think, oh, and a sub safe container for if I go on a boat and I want to eat my Jimmy John's. <laughs> that's, um, very, that's very sweet of them. Yes, but they're freaky fast. They're so fresh. They're not sus like Subway. And I trust them with my life. What is your order? My order specifically is the number nine, the Italian nightclub unwitch style. No onions, mayo, tomato. Now no cheese because I'm trying to be dairy free. And then I add regular cucumbers. When I was in high school, before I was gluten-free, my order was less complicated. I used to have my Jimmy John's order as my bio on Instagram. And so people would buy me Jimmy John's all the time. So if you love something, put it in your Instagram bio and people will gift it to you. That's if there's anything you take away from this podcast, it's that. Um, Caroline, this honestly, this is so weird how this leads me into this. And like I said, and like we said at the beginning, we ask every guest these questions. Right. Um, tell us about a time where the Guinness Book of World Re- Records meant something to you. Um. <laughs> so I think you're, you may be by chance, by happenstance, referencing the world record that I hold. However, I must what? clarify, it is not within the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it is actually They're lost. on, it's actually on recordsetter.com. Still, to my knowledge, I am the holder of this record and no one else in the world has beat it. So it is still legally a world record. It's just not Guinness. And it's for saying guacamole the most amount of times while swinging on a swing. And what was that number? Um, Let me take a look. It's loading. 308 times. Did you take this record from somebody else or did you set it in the first place? Oh, I did take it from Jenna and Jessica, who had set this in 2012. What was their number? 203. Rookie numbers. I have some bad news for you. I recently went to a swing. No, you didn't. No. And I said it 310 times. You're absolutely not. Did you get it on video? Yes. My paperwork with them is loading and that website is going to have to be updated. Is this for real though? I need you to be for real because I know that I advertise it so much that somebody's going to try to break it. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I, I think my internet's cutting out. I think my internet's cutting out. Actually, I... it's not real, but now I know that if I did it, you'd be mad. So it makes me want to do it. <laughs> no. Oh, but here's the thing. No, I I would come back with a vengeance. I would say it one million times. I I know that somebody's going to try and break it. And so I was like, well, I'll just make it a TikTok series where I train for it. And I say it like a million bajillion times. Is there a world record for every word being said on a swing set? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. But you can literally just Google like anything for these world records and the funniest shit will come up. Like if I look up banana, let's see. farthest distance to hit an onion using a banana (laughs) fastest distance to throw a banana while on a rolla bola i don't know what that is fastest time to complete an 800 meter run dressed in a banana costume so what i'm hearing is that all of our listeners have the opportunity to not just break your world record but any well not mine but any other one absolutely next question does the number 172k mean anything to you is that how many tiktok followers i have (laughs) that's bad that i know that immediately yeah it is no it's not you're you're famous girl um i'm doing my best to um 
to be creative consistently and share it with 172.2. So sorry, I rounded down. Hey, that's okay. Give me room for grace because if it drops down by the time that our followers <laughs> listen, I didn't. I wouldn't want them to know. Do you have a favorite TikTok or video you've ever made? Oh, um, you smiled like you do. I really like this one that I made. That's so ridiculous, but for some reason it cracks me up. And it's where it was my leg day one with eggs. Have y'all seen that? Should I send it to you right now? What's appropriate? Yes. Yes. We'll link it in the show notes. Oh, wait, I did see this one. <laughs> wait, that's so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I think that's one of the best ideas I've ever had. Oh, man. Thank you for asking. Is it time to get into the real shizzy nizzy? I think so. Do we have words or are we going to have to come up with them? We could do like a random word generator. That's what we do. Is outside too broad for a location? Yes. Okay. Um, Test. That's the location. Cool. Estate. I don't know why I said it like that. Estate. Estate can be our motive. Like somebody wants to own the like the land. I don't Only know. The story will tell. Why are you Why are you trying to pre-plan improv? <laughs> um, Andrew, keep I that in. Inter- I think my internet's cutting out. The alibi is discriminate. Okay. <laughs> no, is that too hot button? Gravity. Gravity. We have to do gravity. Yeah, let's do gravity. Okay, can you put them in the chat? You know it. In review, lockshin. <laughs> test. Okay, forgive me. I was typing fast. Okay, location, test. Motive, estate. Alibi, gravity. What y'all get on the SAT? I got a 1910, and I didn't study. I'll be honest. I didn't take the SAT. Neither did I. I only took the ACT. Okay, good. Same here. I never took that one. What? I thought the ACT was required everywhere. We're shaking our heads for those listening. It's not. (laughs) Very responsive. That leads us into... um... Yeah, wait, y'all didn't say your scores. That's private. I don't have that kind of vulnerable relationship with this audience. Okay, well, I'll keep my answer in. No need to bleep it out. Anyway, testing centers across America um, have really become a hot button topic lately because of this story. Um, people go there, you know, to take SATs, ACTs, and doctors around America are trying to combine them and make them not only an academic testing center, but also a um, COVID you know, testing just, center. Yeah, COVID testing. I heard that you they're also trying to put. Um, you know, just general testing there. Like if you have a disease or something. STD testing. Yes, mm-hmm. STD testing. Thank you. That's the word I was thinking of. Um, sorry, I'm a virgin. So I've just never had to think about stuff like that. Um, but yeah, and that really, that rubbed people the wrong way. It really, it really did. Um, and so the, that was kind of the reason why this crime happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um and then some of the aftermath maybe you've heard about in the news, and we'll get to this at the end, but some new some new restrictions and rules have been set in place at testing sites. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the uproar specifically was, I believe, about, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but, you know, there's that whole argument about the separation of church and state, and people were, were arguing for the separation of school and sex, um, because essentially what was happening was 
the the sex education committee was taking it way too far by bringing sexual testing into the actual testing room. And that was just a step too far. So we had all of the PTA moms were in uproar over this, um, lots of division between public and private schools. So it, it was really especially tearing apart um, our particular city. Maybe you yeah. saw that viral video of the mom at the PTA meeting giving her really tearful speech about why sex doesn't belong in schools. Can we just play that real quick? Yeah, and unfortunately, she later became the number one suspect of the crime. Yeah, I'll I'll um I'll turn up the audio for you guys, and uh, sorry, I'll actually play it for you. And we've established oh, okay. it's a mom, so. I think she had a deep voice, though. I remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I bet she did. She did. <clears throat> the school is no place for sex. <laughs> my kid. My kid. She's supposed to study. <laughs> as you can hear in the video she kept breaking down crying yeah and unfortunately that sadness turned into rage pretty quickly yeah we didn't get that part on camera though um because it got really really personal essentially Mm -hmm. the story was and i'll break the rest of it to you was that her daughter uh camila cabello was which is not the singer but Just to clarify, she's definitely not the singer, but just somebody with the same name. So she, while, you know, while she was supposed to be studying for her um, AP test that was coming up, and this AP test would determine if she got into Harvard, she Mm -hmm. instead was so aroused by the sexual propaganda, the STD testing propaganda on the walls that she ended up getting pregnant with twins in the middle of her test. She basically had never heard of sex before until she saw the posters and the posters were, they were trying to be trendy with it. And so it was Kama Sutra cards. It was like, you guys remember those got milk posters, like in the early 2000s around the elementary school. So it was like that. With the mm-hmm. milk mustaches? No. No. Kama Sutra. Say, that'd be gross. No, no, no. It was a Kama Sutra card and it was like, well, it's funny. It was the, it was the same phrase. It said, just do it at the top. Then it had the Kama Sutra pose. And then under it, it said, get tested. So it was kind of like, it was confusing because it's like, do what? Get tested or do the thing before getting tested, you know? And she decided to do the thing before getting tested. Mm-hmm. So during her test. Um, we have a firsthand account from the proctor in that room, Miss Gamble. And Miss Gamble... You know, I'll just let her, this is what she, uh, this was her statement. In all my 42 years of teaching and proctoring, I had never seen such a mess. There were people everywhere, paper everywhere, pencils and penises everywhere. It was a sight to be seen and frankly, I'm glad someone put an end to it. So Mm -hmm. there was no video footage 
and thank God because they're minors. But from from Miss Gamble's description, we can only assume that the entire testing hall, which is not huge, but was at least thirty, broke out into a big orgy. Mm-hmm. And the really sad part is that everyone in the orgy became a suspect. Because what they, again, they discovered was the body. At the end of the orgy. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the orgy, one person had died uh, and it, they, they had reason to suspect foul play. And this was because they found written on the body um, crudely in Sharpie, um, this was on purpose. And so... Thankfully, it was none of the students um, that was that was found dead. It unfortunately was the um, head janitor. And I think what had happened was they heard the commotion coming from the room. They, you know, they tried to go in and see what was happening and then unmet their untimely demise. Um, So, you know, every student became a suspect. The mom we heard from earlier became a suspect. And it was a really long process to get to the bottom and miss gamble mm-hmm. yeah miss gamble was let off um on the technicality that she was um 84 years old and had trouble holding a um pencil much less a penis or a knife that and i think there was actually one particular clue that really helped them crack the case right mm-hmm. and it was that the you could tell from the the way that the sharpie was smudged on the janitor that the killer was left-handed and every single person taking a test that day had been right-handed so it couldn't have been any of the students and we also know that they were right-handed because again since sex education was so prevalent here you know that was something that came up your dominant hand it was none of the kids Mm-mm. that was ruled out. So then that leaves uh, the PTA mom, mm-hmm. and that was it, or so we thought. Yes, because the PTA mom, when she was brought in for questioning, she had an airtight alibi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did. So the PTA mom um, had actually the. Let's just play the, the time- tape. Yeah. I think there was a very angry detective interviewing um, the PTA mom. He was rough, but got to the bottom of it quickly. Now listen up, you piece of shit, PTA. You know what PTA stands for? It stands for peace, tough a shit. And that's what you are. So you better confess to this crime, this grisly massacre, this grisly God-fearing, Satan-loving orgy, and I'll let you go off easy. I couldn't have done it, and I'll tell you why. I fell out of a tree yesterday, and I broke my left arm. And you said with a rotus had to have used the left hand. I know I'm mad about my 
daughter Camila Cabello, not the singer, getting pregnant. So I was spying on her through a tree, and that's when I fell and I broke my arm. Well, that checks out, you bitch. It was airtight. That sounds really airtight, and he sounded really angry. You're right. Mm -hmm. But into play comes another suspect, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of out of the blue. Apparently that day was an open house at the school that this testing center was taken care of. So not only were there a few student ambassadors there giving the tour, but there was also a whole tour of prospective students and prospective parents. And that's a, a great point. I'm glad you bring that up because something that we have not addressed yet is that the janitor who was murdered again, uh, let's remember that, rip in peace. Murdered again? He, uh, sorry, I just meant referencing this again in conversation, mm-hmm. just in case we had forgotten that it was him. No, absolutely. So um, what was what we found out from some of the parents at the conference, mm-hmm. because, you know, people like to chit-chat, they like to talk, uh, they found out, they overheard, yes, they overheard the the what the word on the street was, um, that the janitor actually was loaded I mean, so wealthy. You should have seen the size of his estate. This actually, um, um, Juliana, you're from San Antonio, right? I am. So you know the big house on the hill? Yes, I do know the big house on the hill. A lot of people think it's George Strait's house, but it was actually it was this the janitor's. janitor's house. Yeah. And they mm. used to call him Rolly, not because his name was Rolf, but because he always had a different Rolex on while he was cleaning. Rolly the janitor. R.I.P. Rolly. Rolf Strait. So he actually is related to George Strait. Yes, but that's not how he got rich. He got rich because he developed um, Scrub Daddy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, but nobody knew that except for one individual. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman. And not the famous one. No. Dennis Rodman, last seen on Shark Tank with his stolen scrub E-Daddy presenting that to them. And when Rolly had seen his stolen idea presented on Shark Tank, he had sued Mr. Rodman for that money. That's how he made his millions because he did lose that lawsuit. But Mm -hmm. Rolly had just come up with a new scrub daddy adjacent idea scrub mommy mm-hmm. it's hit the shelf and since yes but that was after the murder dennis rodman did not want to pay him more and that is why dennis rodman again not the famous one mm-hmm. murdered rolls rolf straight caroline you want to uh talk a little bit about how he did it uh yeah i would love to so what ended up happening was um, Dennis, not the famous one again, but the one that we are referencing for the story. He, you know, he saw in the news all this controversy that's going on with sex education versus school and just how heated things have gotten. Um, and he knew that this would be the perfect opportunity um, to to take advantage of the chaos that was already incited. And he knew how easy it would be to um, slip into a room mm-hmm. where things were already getting what better room to go that is filled with natural DNA. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm talking the amount of fluids and hair that you were losing in a sexual escapade with that many folks. This was ripe for um, picking. And uh, so he disguised, thankfully, Dennis Rodman did happen to only be four foot two. This allowed him to disguise himself as a student. Don't worry, he uh, did not engage with any of them because that would have been illegal. Yeah. So he only committed one crime, which was murder, but he did not commit the worse or crime, which was, would have been sex with a minor. Yes. Thank you. Um, and so would Rolf think that his murder was the lesser crime? Absolutely. <laughs> he probably would. Absolutely. Yeah. The clue that led investigators to Dennis was that on the janitor's body, not only were the words that, you know, the stab marks that we found, mm-hmm. then the smudge mm-hmm. were words, this was on purpose. Yeah. Um, but there were little particles of um, sponge that had, that were like stuck all over him because mm. Dennis had just washed all the dishes at his, at his house beforehand. And he was trying to scrub everything so clean in his house. He had particles of the sponge stuck to him. Which was a pretty big clue. There was also the fact that also written underneath the this was on purpose were in tinier Sharpie letters, um, the real scrub daddy. But the, again, the big clue was the sponge pieces that were stuck to him. Yes. The shrapnel, if you will. And kind of full circle, the thing that really did it in for Dennis Rodman, he was there with his son. It was an open house mm-hmm. thinking of sending his son to this school where the testing was happening, his son had snuck into the orgy and was actually the one who got Camilla Cabello pregnant. That was mm-hmm. what really did it in. Yep. There were a couple of clues, but that was the biggest one for sure. Mm-hmm. I have one last thing. Well, we had talked about because of this crazy happening that happened, this murder, this orgy, um, there have been the rules that have been introduced at testing centers now. Yes. And I think there are, there are three main ones. So if each of us wants to take one, we have the sheet right here with the rules. We can just read them off. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just very fascinating to know where these seemingly strange rules come from. Yeah. Caroline, Juliana's got go the first ahead. one. Nope. Caroline's got it, actually. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. He had already said you we, No, we always let our guests go first. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. That's so generous. So... Um, the first rule that is now in place because of this case, the case of scrub daddy, scrub dead, scrub Mm -hmm. daddy, the case of scrub daddy is, I get you're a little nervous to say it. I I can take the first one. Yeah, that would, that would be great. Uh, it says no insertion. And so, um, and then in parentheses, it says penis and vaginal pencil into sharpener or finger in ear mm-hmm. i think the the one that stuck around and was even used at my catholic school was um condoms on pencils mm-hmm. we couldn't take a test without that yeah protection was big and mm-hmm. the, the last one which to me i, I just um i don't know I, I didn't really understand why they chose this but it was no stabbing allowed but that's that case of scrub daddy i can't wait until camille cabello's twins grow up 
triplets, I think. Oh yeah. It might've been two and a half. Let's Mm-hmm. Let me check, um, let me check. Camille Jr. Yeah, there was Dennis three. Jr. Mm-hmm. And Rolf I think the most beautiful roles. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Little rolling. And now, you know, they're saying that uh, in memoriam, they will be releasing after, you know, we've already got Scrub Daddy and Scrub Mommy, but they're going to have Scrub Triplity and Scrub Janitor. The real Camilla Cabello and Dennis Rodman have said nothing about this. Can you believe that? They have said nothing. And in fact, I saw Camille Cabello, Cabello in a Scrub Daddy commercial. That woman has mm-hmm. got a pair. Merry Grimoy, Scrub Daddy. Hello, Nana. Sorry, I played the commercial. I shouldn't have. It generated a lot of sales. I got to say, though, really, really great uh, marketing materials there. Yeah, I bought a three pack. I was going to say, even after I knew that about this case, I after seeing that commercial, I, I bought I bought stock in Scrub Daddy. Hmm. So maybe she's not doing them such a disservice. We just wish that there would have been a little bit of a public acknowledgement and clarification. How's the stock market doing, Juliana? Right now? Yeah, for you, for Groovy. yours. Groovy. Anything it's- more technical, or is that what you got? Moving and grooving, baby. The other people might be in a recession, but Scrub Daddy is up, up, up. It's a bull market. The separation of school and sex. The the PTA mom actually, um, there's another great viral TikTok of her after the case was solved. We'll play that and then we'll be done. Yeah. Yeah, wait, but, but remind me, I know there were several clips of her, so can you just give me context for what this one was again? It was similar to the damn Daniel one. Uh, I think she used the word vaginal penetration. That one. Over and over again. Over mm-hmm. and over again. But she had said it weird. You remember that one? Yeah. Vaginal penetration is not for school. Keep it in the books to keep it cool. Caroline, what could have been better than this? Not the first take. <laughs> no, that's not. They don't know about that. They don't know about that. If you join our Patreon. Sorry, okay. sorry, try, again, try again. Caroline, what could be better than this? Ah, oh, few things. <laughs> Only, Andrew, if we were doing this while eating some Gonanas banana bread. <laughs> Speaking of Gonanas banana bread... Caroline, is there anything that you um, want to plug or let us know about what you're working on? Uh, yeah, my personal TikTok, which would be at Caromuns, C-A-R-O-M-U-N-S, would... Just kidding. That sounded like I actually meant that. It was supposed to be more of a joke about not saying gonanas. Um, I don't know if that read, though. Didn't. It didn't read at all. Okay, so let's let's go back. Because that sounded like I really was being for real about my personal TikTok. Caroline, so sorry. What could be better than that? God, Andrew, only this. But if we were eating some good warm banana bread, banana bread, I barely know her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Juliana? Gonanas banana bread? Oh, have it. Buy it. It's good. You work for them. What else do you want 
others to know about you. Also, I love to do comedy things and I love to write podcast intros, uh, music. And um, if you want to check out some of my creative stuff, but you can follow my wacky journey online at Caro Mund on Instagram and TikTok. In the love show you notes. Bye, say it back. In, in the, the show. show notes. But also, I happen to live in a house with five roommates, and we all do improv comedy and sketch comedy locally in Austin. But we also post sketches on our TikTok and Instagram, which is at Egg Party House, if you want to check that out. Y'all, you have your next Saturday night. Yeah, you do. Have you been looking for a TikTok to binge? Caro Munns. You won't be able to stop. <sighs> Means the world, guys. You mean the world to me. You mean the world to us. Carol, you want to give us our outro before your song plays? Ooh, okay. Um, wait, like you want me to just lead into it? Yeah. Or do I just say, okay, thank you guys for having me. This was so fun. And I love this podcast. And I loved writing this music. And a one, a two, a skiddly diddly do. How was that? <laughs> so good. No notes. <laughs> Except the song has a lot of notes. Oh, whoa. I'm going to stop. Good call.